The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Often, we go through life thinking we are the only person in the world shouldering problems, stress, depression, and anxiety. What we don't always realize is that there are plenty of people dealing with many of these same issues in their lives. Welcome to Stream in the Desert with your host, Dr. Rita Huang. In today's program, we hope you will find a story that matches feelings and issues that you've been dealing with. In the resolutions of these issues, our hope is that you will also find the inspiration you need. Now, here is Dr. Rita. Are you struggling with depression or anxiety? Is there a certain time of the day that is worse than other times? How about struggling with some kind of addiction? Do you feel like a certain time of the day you tend to have more temptations than other time of the day? Why is that? During this period of time, you tend to have more negative thoughts or pending thoughts that attack you and make you feel overwhelmed and out of control. One negative thought grows to millions of negative thoughts. Before you know it, the thoughts totally control you and making you feel bad emotionally. How do you get out of this rut? I'm going to tell you a naughty story called the Twilight Zone. Then I will use real-life scenarios, not actual cases, to illustrate the meaning of the story. Stay tuned for the story. It was a beautiful summer day, warm with a gentle breeze. Amy and Aaron decided to sit on the beach and watch the sunset. As they sat together watching the sun slowly going down the horizon, they saw the sky changing colors. They watched the sky be painted with bright colors to darker colors, layer after layer. After a while, the sun dipped below the horizon. Before everything turned to darkness, they saw a soft, dim light that lined the Earth's atmosphere. This soft light before the sunset was twilight, Amy's favorite part of the day. She loved watching the gradual decline of light followed by darkness. Amy and Aaron had such a wonderful experience that they decided to get up early the next day to watch the sunrise. As they sat on the beach, cuddling together with a blanket wrapping around them. They watched total darkness followed by a soft, dim, diffuse light where the sun was still below the horizon. This soft light was yet another twilight. This dim light appeared either from daybreak to sunrise or from sunrise to nightfall. The twilight zone is a dim light before the sunrise when you can hardly see anything and also the dim haze right after the sunset is not completely dark, but it's also not completely light. The sky is half asleep and half awake, if you will, and likewise, it is in this half awake and half asleep state that negative and tempted thoughts 
tend to haunt us. This occurs usually when an individual realizes he or she is waking up. Negative or tempting thoughts begin to attack the person. Before long, these negative thoughts grow like crazy so that these thoughts lead to bad feelings, whether it's depression or anxiety. People involved in some kind of addiction discover that millions of tempting thoughts come during this twilight zone when a person is half asleep and half awake. In addition to twilight zone to the morning before the individuals are totally awake, there's another twilight zone before a person falls asleep. It is just like the twilight zone before the nightfall that Amy and Aaron experience in the illustration. Since a person is half asleep and half awake in his twilight zone, negative or tempted thoughts seem to attack the person again. When these thoughts are out of control, the person falls into deep emotional turmoil or mental struggles. As a result, the person tosses and turns and is unable to sleep. This person is falling into the twilight zone again at the end of the day before he's sound asleep. There are also periods of time during the day that a person may fall into twilight zone. When a person is half asleep and half awake, such as waking up from a nap in the afternoon or completing a huge task and the person is totally hungry and tired afterwards, negative thoughts attack the person until he or she is totally controlled by the thoughts. These thoughts lead to emotional turmoil. Everyone has twilight zone during the day. Are you aware of your twilight zone? If you're aware of it, you can do something about it to stay out of the zone so you are more in control of your emotions, thoughts, and the situations. Let's walk down the hall and see if we can find anyone who's struggling with this kind of issues. Oh, there are two chairs in the hallway that leads to a counseling center at the end of the corner. Let's go over there and sit for a while and see if there's anyone has trouble with his or her twilight zone. You see a man walking down the hall, heading the counseling center. This man looks tired and exhausted. His hair is not combed. He's, he looks like he just rolled out of bed. If you look at his shirt, there are lots of missing buttons. His jeans have many holes in them. As he disappears into the counseling center, his body odor still permeates the hallway in a dance rock. Maybe he hasn't taken a bath for a while. I wonder why this man goes to the counseling office. This man, Bill, is struggling with depression. He's feeling very sad, but he's unable to cry. He has trouble going to sleep every night, and that's why he has a hard time getting up in the morning for his appointments. Bill wonders if he can keep his job since he has not been able to go to work in the last month due to his depression. The most difficult time with his depression is when he's waking up in the morning, laying on his bed. He's half asleep and half awake as he's entering into his twilight zone. Before Bill knows it, he becomes so sad that he simply cannot get up. Thoughts like, I'm going to have another bad day. I'll never be what I used to be. Or, I'll be like this the rest of my life. I'm going to get fired. If I don't have a job, 
I will not be able to support my family. Then I will be homeless. I will not have food or a home to stay. I will become so sick that I will end up in the mental hospital. Everyone will be talking negatively about me. I will be so ashamed of myself. His thoughts go on and on until he's totally controlled by his own thoughts and he gets stuck emotionally and mentally. His conscience tells him to jump out of his bed as soon as he's awake so he does not give a chance for his negative thought to grow. As soon as jump out of his bed, he will follow a daily regular routine, such as getting dressed, going out for a walk, making breakfast, watching the news, and moving on to his daily routine that is planned with his counselor. Sometimes he does not feel like following the schedule, but he will do the opposite by forcing himself to get going with things he has to do for the day. Jumping out of bed immediately when he's aware that he's waking up, following a regular routine afterwards, and making himself accountable to someone seemed to help him greatly in doing his with his depression during his twilight song. There's another time of the day that he had trouble with his depression, which is before he falls asleep. He's half awake and half asleep, falling into his twilight song. Millions of negative thoughts come to his mind during this time. He thought maybe, I have such a bad day because I'm feeling sad most of the day. I'm going to be like this the rest of my life. Why am I such a loser? Why can't I be like everybody else who is able to function? I am not motivated to do anything. What if I'm going to be like this the rest of my life? My wife will not be able to stand me and leave. If I cannot sleep tonight, I'll feel horrible tomorrow. Only sleeps help me to forget about my trouble. But I can't get myself to sleep. His negative thoughts grows from one to a million. Before he knows it, he's totally stuck emotionally and mentally. He tosses and turns trying to sleep, but he can't. He's so upset that everyone else is sleeping except him. The night seems so long as if it will never end. One way to help him to cope with this time of the twilight zone is to make sure he only goes to bed when he's extremely tired physically. He wants to be more tired physically than mentally. That's why physical exercise and activities during the day is extremely important. If his muscles are so sore due to physical activities, he only can think about the pain of the muscle that negative thought will have less chance to enter his mind. Doing muscle relaxation exercise and deep breathing before he goes to bed also helps him to relax and go to sleep. Once he recognizes that he's entering his twilight zone, he's able to do something to get out of this zone. The vivid picture of the twilight zone helps him to recognize he's in that state and make some changes to get out of this zone. This man walks out of the counseling office with a better understanding of his twilight zone. I'm glad he looked a little more awake and a little happier. I guess it was good for him to get up for his appointment. It's almost lunchtime. Let's go to the cafeteria to eat lunch. 
The food line is very long during this time of the day. After I get my food, I look around and try to find a table that is available. Ah, there's one in the corner. Let's go there. Sitting next to me is a lady who cleans her hands with the instant sanitizer gel all the time. She looks at her phone constantly to check on the time. Her legs are trembling and her body is shaking. It makes me nervous just sitting next to her. She's so restless that you can sense that she's nervous about something. I wonder why she's behaving like that. I just eat quickly so I can leave this tense aura surrounding her. After I leave the cafeteria, I walk back to the chair in the hallway. There are usually some nice magazines laying on the end table there. I pick up a magazine and begin to read the articles in the magazine. While I'm concentrating in reading, I see someone pass my knee by me from the corner of my eyes. This lady catches my attention because it is the same lady that sat next to me in the cafeteria. It makes me feel nervous looking at her. She has the purple dress on with matching scarf, earrings, and necklace. Her hair looks like she has been to the beauty parlor. She looks absolutely perfect. She continues to walk down the hallway to the counseling center in the corner. As she walks into the counseling office, I begin to wonder why this lady is so nervous. This person's name is Cindy. Both of her parents died within two years. One died of car accident, another one died of cancer. All of a sudden, she became an orphan with no one she could rely on. Since she had no siblings, she had to come home in an empty house. Her uncle and aunt helped her to get the house sold so she would have money to use for college. There's no problem supporting herself through college as her parents left a substantial amount of inheritance for her. Instead of grieving the loss of her parents, she decided to just focus on school and work. While she was in college, she met a wonderful gentleman. They fell in love with each other, and they got married as soon as they finished college. Now they have two kids, and life was supposed to be great. But this woman, Cindy, became very anxious. She worried about her kids when they get sick. When she found rashes on her children's skin, she assumed that they have skin cancer. If they have a stomachache, she thought that they may have stomach cancer. If she herself have a headache, she thought that she had a brain tumor. She kept her house spotless and germless to avoid any possibility of getting germs. She washes her hands and her kids' hands many times throughout the day. Let's take a short break, come back for the rest of Cindy's story. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you struggling with relationships and wonder what you need to do? Are you facing crises and challenges in your life? How about emotional disturbances such as anxiety, depression, fear, or stress? Do you need some help? Get a hold of Dr. Rita's Hippo Book. 
In her book, she provides fresh perspectives on how to wisely navigate the challenges in life. She uses parables and analogies to help you find insight and coping strategies in your struggles. The life scenarios she uses in the book are situations you can identify with as you often find yourself as one of the stories in her book. The title of her book is The Hippo That Fell Off the Seesaw and Other Parables from Christian Counseling. You can order it from Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or you can also download it as an ebook. Dr. Rita likes to hear about your concerns so she can pray for you. You can email her at care at dr-rita.com or visit the website trinitychristiancounseling.com. You can also call the Trinity Counseling Center at 517-332-6300 and leave a message for her. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Ask the experts. Call toll free right now 1 866 472 5787. And ask our all star team to answer your questions. That's 1 866 472 5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Stream in the Desert with Dr. Rita. For more information about the program or Dr. Rita, please visit TrinityChristianCounseling.com. Now, back to this week's inspiring program. Cindy decided to homeschool her kids because she worried that her kids may get sick from the germs at school. When the kids were high school age, her husband insists that her kids should send to school. Ever since her kids started school, she became very afraid to leave her house. She often found excuses for not going to the kids' school at function because she was afraid she would catch some diseases from someone. She would be stressed to go grocery shopping, so she would wait until her husband was home to take her to the grocery store. She feels most anxious when she first wakes up in the morning when she's half awake and half asleep in her twilight zone. And she thoughts come to her mind. I wonder if I'm going to have an anxiety attack. What if I have one at home? I'll be all by myself because my husband is at work and my kids are at school. Sometimes I have chest pain from anxiety attack. Chest pain can be, can be heart attack, you know. No one will be here to help me. When my family comes home, they may find me dead. If I'm not dead, they probably may send me to a mental hospital and I'll be locked up in a room where no one can visit me. Before long, she just simply cannot get up to make breakfast for her family. She falls back to sleep. When she wakes up, it's almost 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Her therapist tells her to jump out of her bed as soon as she wakes up to prevent the anxious thought coming to her head. As soon as she gets out of her bed, she goes out for a walk. When she 
gets home, she'll eat breakfast, clean the house, and do laundry. When she gets up without negative thoughts, she feels she's more productive during the day. Since she's afraid to drive, there are so many things she's unable to do. Her husband is totally exhausted as he works all day and has to take his wife everywhere in the evening. He also has to take the kids to their after-school activities. Cindy wishes her life could be different. The worst time is when she lays on her bed and has a hard time falling asleep. While she's drifting into her twilight zone, she begins to have lots of negative thoughts like, I'm a burden to my husband. Why am I afraid of everything? I wish I could be like everybody else. I wash my hands so much during the day and the skin is so dry, cracked, and hurt at night. I'm a terrible mom. I'm not supporting my kids' activities because I'm so afraid to be in public. I'm a loser because my fears make me disabled. She begins to cry. She's struggling with her negative thoughts every night before she goes to bed. Her therapist encouraged her to exercise during the day so she would be physically exhausted at night. It comes to find out that she's good at meeting. Her mother taught her how to do it, and they used to sell her products in the art and craft shows every year. Her counselor tells her to meet daily and make sweaters, hats, scarves. Their goal is to participate in the art festival next year so she can sell them. She's very afraid at first. With her counselor's encouragement, she finally decides to do it. She used to meet with her mother. Now she's meeting alone with, because she's no longer leaving. So she cries every time she meets thinking about her mom. All the tears actually release a lot of pain that has been stored in her heart. This is the first time she's grieving the loss of her mother. The more tears she sheds, the lighter she feels. She decided to continue to finish up her mom's hobby by making more knitting products. Cindy is very frightened the day of the art festival. But when she thinks about how much her mother loves her, she's determined to do this. Her husband and her kids help her by talking to the customer while she's hiding in the corner. Then a woman who looks like her mother comes to shop. This woman asks lots of questions, and no one can answer except her. She talks to this person, and she sells her product. After that, she's not afraid to talk to customer anymore. Gradually, she has rebuilt her confidence in herself. Her story has a good ending. I'm glad she's doing much better now. We've learned so much about this lady. Now let's go back to the hallway and sit on the chair and observe what's going on over there. As I was sitting there, I hear someone talking down the hall. It seems like it's a mother and her child walking into the counseling center. I wonder what's going on there. This little boy, Johnny, looks like he's about seven years old. Has anxiety going to school every morning. He screams as soon as they are driving close to the school. Once they arrive at school, he refuses to get off the car and go to school. It is a battle every morning. His dad forces 
Johnny to go into school by dragging him along and pull him into school and lock him. While in the school, he will run out of the classroom whenever it's raining and thundering. He screams in the hallway and walks out of the school building because he wants to go home. He becomes hysterical whenever there's thundering at home as well. He's taken to the doctor's office many times. No medicine seems to be able to help him. That's why he's ending up at the counseling office. Somehow, he's a hard time when he wakes up in the morning approaching his twilight zone. Anxious thoughts come to his mind. His thought may be, I don't want to go to school. If the storm comes today while I'm at school, I'll be trapped there. No one can help me. I want to stay home with my mom. But she has to work. What if, what if I begin to get sick? Will she be able to come to get me? One time I had this so fast and I had trouble breathing when it was thundering. What if it happened today again? I don't want to die without my mom in there and dad there. I have such a bad headache and stomach ache now. I'm too sick to go to school. So Johnny cries uncontrollably and refuses to go to school. Then the battle begins. He has the same trouble every morning. What are we going to do with Johnny? His mother complains that he has trouble going to sleep at night because he's worrying about going to school the next day. While he's in his twilight zone, half asleep and half awake, he begins to feel anxious. His thought may be, I don't want to get up in the morning going to school. What if the sky turns dark and starts thundering during the day at school? I will have no place to hide. What if I get very sick and cannot breathe? Will anyone be there to save me? The thunder and lightning are going to hit me. Then I will never see my mom and dad again. I don't want to die by myself. I need them to be with me. They may not be able to come pick me up before the lightning hits me. His thoughts keep growing until he feels so anxious. They begin to have stomachache, heart palpitations, and he cannot sleep. What are we going to do with Johnny? We have to help Johnny change his thought pattern in his twilight zone. It is his thoughts that lead him into anxiety. Johnny was hospitalized when he was younger due to an infection. There was a tornado the night he was discharged from the hospital. His mother urges all the kids to hide in the basement. Johnny was very afraid. His face began to get swollen and painful. Somehow, Johnny associates storm with his swollen face. Whenever there was a thunderstorm, he was afraid that he would get very sick and die. Johnny needed to see that the last experience was a coincidence that he had not had any more infections when storm occurs. Once he was able to disconnect his illness with the storm, he was able to change his thought pattern in the morning or at night during his twilight zone. He would tell himself that he would not be sick whenever there's a storm. His counselor told him that God was playing bowling whenever it was thundering. So he was able to see thunderstorm as God's having fun. He was giving an exit plan for whenever he was, he was afraid at school. 
he was given permission to call his mom and dad if he was afraid, and that one of them would come to the school to pick him up. As Johnny learned to change his negative thoughts into more positive ones, he was able to get up in the morning and was excited about going to school. He was no longer having trouble going to sleep, and Johnny smiled again. Today, I see him in the hallway. He looks kind of happy because he's finally not feeling anxious about thundering and lightning again. Johnny is finally done with his appointment, and he walks down the hall where I'm sitting to find his mom. I'm happy that he has been able to get out of his twilight zone by confronting the false association that caused anxiety. I walk down the hall and get a drink from the drinking fountain. I'm at the drinking fountain. I see a man stand in front of me to get a drink of water. I have to stand behind him and wait for my turn. As he turns around, his eyes tell the story of sadness and regrets. He does not seem to be in the here and now, but appears haunted by his past. I wonder why this man looks like that. After I get a sip of water, I decide to walk back to my chair in the hallway and continue to read my magazine. Before I get to sit down, I run into the man at the drinking fountain. He's walking down the hall, heading towards the counseling office. I wonder why this man goes to the counseling center. His name is John, and he's struggling with sexual addiction. The time he has the most temptation is the time when he's in his twilight zone. Tempting thoughts and sexual images seem to come to his mind when he's waking up in the morning. He's thinking maybe, I'm feeling anxious and down. I need to view some porn to make me feel better. I can do it secretly so no one will find out. But it's difficult to find a time and place to do it. I hate this kind of secret life. But I'm too weak to get rid of it. I don't want to be like this. I'm a loser. How can I be clean again? His thoughts trap him into his misery. It's a hard time getting up. His counselor urges him to find an accountability partner to wake up him up every morning and tell him to get up, perform his regular routine. He has to report to his accountability partner what he's doing. His partner calls him throughout the day to check on him, and he needs to tax his friend when he's tempted. He purchased software to block all the inappropriate websites on his, all the electrical devices. He's been feeling better as he's taking steps to get rid of his addiction. Sometimes he works hard to complete huge projects at work and forget to eat lunch. After he completes the project, he's overly tired and hungry and is reaching his twilight zone when he's half asleep and half awake. Tending thoughts are running through his mind as anxiety builds. To interrupt his thoughts, he'll get up from his chair, eat some food, talk to people at work, so he does not let those thoughts control him. Then he moves on to his next project. At night, before he falls asleep, he's half awake and half asleep, falling into his twilight zone again. Negative thoughts and sexual images begin to grow in his head. Thoughts like, I have to do something to release my anxiety. 
overwhelmed with anxiety. I have to do something. I should not be doing it because it hurts my wife. Why can't I get rid of my addiction? Why am I such a loser? If others find out who I am, they will not respect me. My boss may even fire me if they find out I'm viewing inappropriate materials at work. Of course, he's controlled by his negative thoughts that he's unable to sleep. His counselor instructs him to get up from his bed and write down his exact thoughts. He then must change his thought into a more positive thought. For example, I'm anxious right now. I can start doing my muscle relaxation exercise to help me to relax. There are many ways to relieve my anxiety. I love my wife so much that I do not want to hurt her. I'm going to work hard to stop this addiction. I do not want my kids to find out I'm a loser. I'm determined to get rid of it. All my devices are blocked anyway. Just go to sleep. As he talks himself out of his negative thoughts, he's able to go back to, to bed, hugging his wife, and fall asleep. I heard that he's doing better with his addiction. Let's take a break. Stay tuned for the rest of the show. the experts call toll free right now 1-866-472-5787 and ask our all-star team to answer your question that's 1-866-472-5787 thank you for calling voiceamerica.com are you struggling with relationships and wonder what you need to do are you facing crises and challenges in your life How about emotional disturbances such as anxiety, depression, fear, or stress? Do you need some help? Get a hold of Dr. Rita's Hippo book. In her book, she provides fresh perspectives on how to wisely navigate the challenges in life. She uses parables and analogies to help you find insight and coping strategies in your struggles. The life scenarios she uses in the book are situations you can identify with as you often find yourself as one of the stories in her book. The title of her book is The Hippo That Fell Off the Seesaw and Other Parables from Christian Counseling. You can order it from Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or you can also download it as an e-book. Dr. Rita likes to hear about your concerns so she can pray for you. You can email her at care at dr-rita.com or visit the website trinitychristiancounseling.com. You can also call the Trinity Counseling Center at 517-332-6300 and leave a message for her. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Stream in the Desert with Dr. Rita. For more information about the program or Dr. Rita, please visit TrinityChristianCounseling.com Now, Back to this week's inspiring program. We learned so much about the story of this man so far. It's approaching late afternoon and I'm beginning to get a little hungry. Let's go back to the cafeteria and eat some snacks. There's hardly anyone in there. I find a table in the corner and trying to read my book while I'm eating my snack. The pie tastes delicious. Enjoy every single bite of it. While I'm eating. A lady walks by me and sits on the table next to me. This lady looks so skinny that you can see her bone structure through the skin of her legs and the shape of her collarbones are prominent through her shirt. While she's eating, she's constantly looking around to see if anyone is watching her. There's hardly any food on her tray at all. I only see a cup of yogurt, some crackers, and a bottle of water on her tray. I wonder if this is her lunch or her snack. When I accidentally glance at her, I see her face flushed with embarrassment. I quickly move my eyes to focus back on my book. She eats quickly and walks away. When I walk back in the hallway where the lobby is, I see her walking down the hall towards the counseling office. This lady's name is Sherry. She has been struggling with her eating disorder for a while. Her physician is very upset because she has been losing weight in every physical checkup. If she continues to lose weight, she will need to hospitalize and eventually go to the rehab. Sherry wants to be able to eat normal, but she has a hard time doing it. She has a hard time getting up in the morning to face her day. Negative thoughts seem to come to her mind when she first wakes up approaching her twilight zone, when she's half awake and half asleep. Her thoughts may be, I'm going to have another bad day, struggling with when, whether to eat or not to eat. If I decide to eat, what do I eat? I look so much like a skeleton in front of the mirror. My veins are popping out from the skin. People can almost see the shape of my bones through the skin. I hate to see people looking at me with distress. Looking at food makes me sick. What am I going to do? I do not even feel hungry anymore. I feel tired and weak all the time. I even have trouble walking up the stairs. I look so ugly. I'm a burden to everyone around me. Why can't I be normal? She usually feels so sad that she'll fall back to sleep instead of getting up in the morning. By the time she gets up, she washes away the whole morning that she's so mad at herself. Jerry keeps herself busy with school and work that she sometimes forgets to eat during the day. Other times, she will not eat for fear of gaining weight. If she does not eat very much during the day, she gets very hungry after everyone goes to sleep. 
when she's half awake and half asleep approaching her twilight zone. She begins to have negative and tender thoughts such as, I fail again today. I'm not eating what I'm supposed to eat. I hate looking at food. I often don't know if I should eat it or not. If I eat it, I can gain weight. If I don't eat it, I feel weak. Now I'm so hungry that the only way to feel better is to eat something. I'm craving for sweets. Ice cream and cookies make me feel better. But it will make me gain weight. Should I eat it? I guess I can eat one cookie and one bowl of ice cream. That's, that will be okay. Then she eats one cookie, two, three, four, until she finishes the whole bag. She wants to have one bowl of ice cream, but she ends up having four. She then spends the night vomiting to get rid of the food. Every night, she does not fall asleep until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Of course, she's not alert during the day. She's failing her classes at school, and she's feeling tired and exhausted at work. She knows she needs to get some help, but that's why she ends up at the counseling clinic. Sherry's mother plays an important role in her healing process. She monitors her diet during the day according to the dietitian's instructions. Her mother spends every evening with her to make sure that she falls asleep before she goes to bed so Sherry cannot eat secretly anymore. Her mother distracts her with activities to occupy Sherry's mind so negative thoughts don't have a chance to surface. This is a change in their relationship as Sherry has wanted her mother's attention for a long time. Her mother is so busy with her work and other siblings that she feels that she's not important. Now that her mother spends so much time with her, she knows her mother really loves her. Sherry talks to her mom about her day and her, her frustration at work or at school every evening when they go out for a walk. Her mother going through counseling to work on her own issues and to learn how to be a supportive mother to her daughter. The relationship has improved so much ever since her mother has been involved in her life. Because of her mother's tender, loving care, Sherry is willing to let her mom take away her scale so she cannot weigh herself anymore. Her mother monitors her weight without letting her know how many pounds she has gained. With this team effort, her health improves as well as, as her self-esteem. A routine is established to help Sherry to stay away from her negative thoughts. In the morning, her mother will wake her up and go out for a walk with her before they start the daily routine. The fresher air seems to make both of them feel better. It gives them more energy to start the day. Besides, it helps Sherry to stay away from her twilight zone when her negative thoughts seem to creep into her mind. After the walk, she will read her devotional book, get dressed, eat breakfast, and go to work. The tenth classes in the afternoon. Sherry texts her mom with what she has been eating during lunchtime. Her mother texts her throughout the day. Sherry's mother's tender, loving care motivates her to work hard to get rid of her eating disorder. She still has room for improvement, but she is much better than before. Now that we have learned the story of these individuals and how they deal with their twilight zone, are you aware of your own twilight zone? Your twilight zone is when you start to get tired and can also be the time when you have a sleep and have a wake. During this period of time, you may have negative attempt of thought that 
in turn affect your emotions. When you get trapped in that thought, it's easy to become depressed, anxious, and all engage in appropriate behavior. Most people have the twilight zone in the morning when they're waking up or at night before they fall asleep. It is the same timing as the twilight before sunrise and the twilight before sunset. Occasionally, this day may occur during the day when you are tired and hungry or half awake and half asleep. So what do you do when you feel like you're in the, your twilight zone? Remember the analogy story that if you continue down this path of thought, you will head towards darkness. But if you're aware that you're in this zone, you can do something to stay out of this zone so that you are in control of your thoughts, feelings, and situation. What can you do to stay away from this twilight zone so you will not be controlled by your own negative or tender thoughts? First of all, you need to change your behavior by changing your position. If you're laying down, you need to get up right away. If you're sitting down, you need to stand up. If you're standing up, walk and move around. If you change your position, you interrupt the negative or tempting thoughts that comes into your mind. You feel more positive about yourself, other people around you, or your situation. When you try to prevent bad thoughts from growing until you're totally controlled by them, Bill, Betty, Johnny interrupt the depressive and anxious thought by getting up as soon as they were aware. They were awake to avoid entering into their twilight zone. John and Jerry did the same thing by getting up as soon as they are awake to prevent negative thoughts coming into their mind. Let's take a break. Stay tuned for the rest of the show. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you struggling with relationships and wonder what you need to do? Are you facing crises and challenges in your life? How about emotional disturbances such as anxiety, depression, fear, or stress? Do you need some help? Get a hold of Dr. Rita's Hippo book. In her book, she provides fresh perspectives on how to wisely navigate the challenges in life. She uses parables and analogies to help you find insight and coping strategies in your struggles. The life scenarios she uses in the book are situations you can identify with as you often find yourself as one of the stories in her book. The title of her book is The Hippo That Fell Off the Seesaw and Other Parables from Christian Counseling. You can order it from Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or you can also download it as an ebook. Dr. Rita likes to hear about your concerns so she can pray for you. You can email her at care at dr-rita.com or visit the website trinitychristiancounseling.com. You can also call the Trinity Counseling Center at 517-332-6300 and leave a message for her. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America Business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Stream in the Desert with Dr. Rita. For more information about the program or Dr. Rita, please visit TrinityChristianCounseling.com Now, back to this week's inspiring program. You need to find an, an accountability partner to keep you on track so you will move into appropriate and healthy activities. Having a routine helps you deal with your struggles better. Remember Bill's family tried to make sure that Bill got up and followed a routine? John has an accountability partner to wake him up and keep him on track all day long. Sherry had a mother to get her going in the morning and throughout the day until she goes to bed. Thirdly, you need not be alone. When you're with other people, they distract you so it's harder for you to enter into the twilight zone with negative or tempted thoughts. That's why Sherry's mother makes sure she's with Sherry during the moment that may trigger a twilight zone. Bill's family and friends call him and make sure he's not entering into his twilight zone with negative thoughts. John's friend is keeping track of him all day long to make sure he's not falling into temptation. Fourthly, you need to make sure that you're not hungry throughout the day. When you skip meals, you have low blood sugar, and in your hunger, you will be more likely to fall into your twilight zone with negative and tempted thoughts. You have to make sure you have some food to eat so your sugar level will not be too low and you have energy to think appropriately. If you continue to be overly tired and hungry, you are more prone to have negative thoughts come to your mind that lead to bad feelings and inappropriate behaviors. In addition, you need to stay physically healthy by exercising. When you're feeling good physically, you will feel better emotionally, as your physical health is related to your mental health. Bill, Cindy, John, and Sherry exercise during the day to make sure they are more tired physically than mentally so negative thoughts have fewer chances to creep in their mind before falling asleep enter into their twilight zone. Lastly, you need to seek professional help to deal with your deeper issues if you are depressed, anxious, or struggling with some kind of addiction. Bill, Cindy, Johnny, John, Sherry are the brave ones because they were willing to seek help. They all feel better afterwards. Bill's counselor gave him tips to deal with his depression. Cindy's counselor helped her to go through her grieving process of the loss of her mother and help her to rebuild her confidence in herself. Johnny's counselor helped him to unlock the mystery 
of his fear. John and Sherry sought counseling to help them deal with their addictions. All of these individuals may not have been completely healed at the end, but they have lots of improvements. Seeking counseling is not weak. In fact, they are the strong and courageous ones that are willing to step out of their comfort zone to go through counseling to deal with their issues. If life can be better, why settle for being unhappy? There's a verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 5 that states, Take captive of every thought to make it obedience to Christ. Ultimately, how do we get out of our Thailand songs? We pray through each of these thoughts that haunt us. All the suggestions I've listed are practical ways to stop negative thoughts in their past before they grow. But ultimately, the only one who can change our heart is Jesus. When you accept Christ as your Savior, you are a new creation. But even new creations still struggle with sin. So how do we capture our wandering thoughts and make them confident obedience to Christ? When you have a negative thought or tempted thought, bring it to Christ. Is this a thought that is the result of pride and rooted in self-absorption? Is this thought valid in, in the setting of God's truth? Test your thought against what the Bible says to see if it's true. If your thoughts are not as consistent with biblical truth, then choose not to believe them. And then follow the step I have listed when you feel like you're falling into your childlike song. Get up, get going, and get accountable. I would like to hear from you so I can pray for you. My email address is care at dr-rita.com, care at dr-rita.com. I hope today's show can help you stay away from your childlike song so you're in control of your feelings, thoughts, and your situation. And may the Lord give you his grace to slay whatever dragon you are encountering. Come join me for my next show. I'll be talking about the boomerang story. Until then, I hope you find streams in whatever desert place you're in. Thank you for joining us this week for Stream in the Desert. Be sure to return next Sunday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, or on demand anytime for another story and program with Dr. Rita on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.